If it isn't now, then when is it? If we don't let go, then who will? There is a tender piece of me coming online. I can feel it in the way that this room feels like one big open space. It feels bigger than it did moments ago. Was it because I just stepped into leadership? Was it because I allowed my words to flow? Why is it that we create and what do we create for? Why do we hold ourselves back and why do we get so scared when we share from our hearts? I am present to the deepest part of me that yearns, so deeply yearns, for every single person around me to be set free. Whatever that may mean for them, for him, for her. To finally let go of the stories that blocks them from their bigness. The stories that stops them from pursuing their dreams, from chasing their loves, from living their biggest dream of all. I care about this because I've been the woman halted and stopped and blocked by so much. So many stories, so many borrowed timelines, so many reins pulled back right when the horse wanted to giddy up and go. So many stops when all I truly wanted to do was go, to run, to dance free, to get on that plane and never look back, to go to that place and taste the deepest sense of presence that you possibly could to get lost in the wonderland that is this life, the magical wonderland of this earth and the people who live to tell their stories here. I think something profound happens when we start sharing our stories, when we start going back in time and space to pull out and rehearse the intimate details of those moments that shaped it all for us. The moments when we were dropped down on our knees, the moments when we wanted to give up, to go, to leave, the moments when the weight was so heavy we couldn't bear to hold it anymore, the moments when our hearts felt too far to access that we couldn't bear let a smile birth through the grit of our faces. I don't know about you, but something happens when you realize you can no longer go on like this, breathless to that which holds your throat, cock-blocked by your own hands, your own stories of why you can't why you shouldn't, and why you won't. I know what it's like to choose the story instead of the scary truth, to run and hide in the place where you've been hiding all along, the place that is called your comfort zone. But it isn't even that comfortable. There is death here, decay, a stench that not even a shower can kick. Poison moves through the body because this vessel in these moments isn't a vessel of love. This body, this vessel doesn't believe in a sunny tomorrow, and it can only hold the weight that is bogging it down. And it's tired, tired of trying so hard, tired of trying to figure it all out just to see it all wash away again tomorrow. Whatever that means, whatever that feels like. It makes you lose all sense of hope, all sense of a brighter tomorrow, because this room is losing its oxygen, its breath. It's pulse of truth. Nothing here makes sense. I remember these days turned into weeks and months. I remember the chokehold I allowed to creep over every ounce of my body. And I remember the outside look I felt I had to uphold. Everything is fine. I'm doing just fine. I have an awesome boyfriend and a job and I do yoga and 
I go to happy hours with my friends. But on the inside, I was empty. But on the inside, I am empty. But I'm scared to feel this emptiness, scared to go there because that feels even scarier than actually feeling the blank, empty void in the moments between. I remember what it's like to not know up from down, to not know what moving forward felt like, to feel completely and utterly stuck, to not want to talk to anyone because I felt like there was nothing to say, nothing to add. And it was just this constant reminder that I wasn't progressing or moving forward or doing anything in my life. And I didn't want to look there. I didn't want to see that. And so I started to ask myself, what would happen? What would happen if I could let it all surface? If I could allow myself to actually break down and cry, to look in the mirror and see that I am not okay, but I am okay that I'm not okay. This breaking was my opening. This allowing was my beginning. I dropped my knees to the earth and I let myself feel my heartbreak. I let myself feel every corner and ounce of my being come through the tears, the salt water rivers that poured out of my eyes, the bawling that contracted my body. You see, in this moment, I claimed it. I let it come through. I said it's okay to stop holding on to the appearance that I am good and happy and have it all together because I didn't. And the image of that was the thing that was going to break me. It was going to kill me. And so I let myself feel it to the depth of my fear in the unknown, to feel the magnitude of the earthquake of fear inside, the hollowing of emptiness. I had nothing to cling to, nothing to hold on to, except for the feelings moving through me. Like waves in the ocean, it kept coming and coming and coming. And in the coming and releasing, I started to feel the clouds part, the built-up thunder no longer, the repressed, the holding on, the clenching, the gripping, starting to slowly shift. And it was in these moments that I started to see the parts of myself I was so scared to see, so scared to allow a voice to, so scared to let them surface. Because if they did, what would happen? How could I possibly hold this? But the noise wasn't loud enough to block the truths that were coming in. I wasn't happy. No part of me was happy. I was plugged into the life I was told to be, yet it was filling me with more darkness than light, more confusion than clarity, more them than me. And it was in these tears that it had me start to come back online. Killacass, the one who follows the butterfly of her own heart, the one who isn't afraid to leave her comfort zone. The one who finds inspiration in every corner of this life. The one who isn't afraid to leave the job to set off into becoming the pioneer of her own life. I didn't know what was next, but I knew that the suffocation could no longer kill me. The chokehold started to loosen its tight grip. I could breathe again. You see, life is not supposed to look like theirs, like his, like hers. Your life has its own magic alchemy to it. Your life has its own masterpiece, its own tapestry. You have your own wings, your own path, your own road. You have your own way of doing things and being things. Your own way of moving through grief as you turn toward the light. Your own way of saying goodbye as you welcome in what has been yours all along. You see, it is all around you, just simply waiting. 
waiting for you to drop down on your knees and say, I am scared. I am scared and I don't know the way. Please help me. Please show me. And as you do, you must believe, you must trust that your answer is heard, that your prayer is heard. And it will be woven in the exact way that it is meant for you. Not in your timeline, not in your way, but in the timeline in the way of your highest alignment, your highest truth. This life, this gift of you on this planet is for something so much greater than you. Something so much larger and more grand than that appears in the visions of your mind before you go to sleep at night. And so, if you must hold on to something, hold on to this. Hold on to the bigness of the life that wants to breathe its breath through your lungs. Hold on to the mere fact that you are just getting started and this is just the beginning. Hold on to the fact that your life is part of a greater picture than what the human eye can see. The human story that lives its life through the eyes and senses of you. And the human story that is told through every single person's heartbreak and defeat. Through every single person's regret and grief. Through the breakthroughs and the releases. Through the starting and the stopping. Through the stumbling and the galloping. It's all evolving to be something grander and greater than what the movies show. Something greater and grander than the tallest tale told in all of time. Literature and fiction can't tell the story, but we can when we share the parts of us we're scared to, when we're received in sacred safe spaces that allows our ancient selves to come online. These days aren't about fighting against. These days aren't about rebelling rebelling against. They're about going on the most noble journey one can go on, inward. The pilgrimage, pilgrimage into your own soul, your own human, and trusting enough to let it all burn away. The house, the relationship, the friends, the dreams, trusting enough to let it all fade until the diamond, the treasure of you, comes alive. And you will know it because you will feel it, and you won't be able to contain it, but contain it you must, hold it you must, like the ancient wise tree that you are. Your roots are deeper and wiser and richer than you know, so please hear this beg, please hear this plea. As a plea not from me to you, but from the soul in me to the soul in you. Please let yourself break open to cry, to dance, to scream, to laugh, to release. Hug a tree, come online to the bigness of this grand adventure, awaiting on your fingertips and toe tips and nose tips to let the flowers around you tickle you back into your aliveness. You are alive. You are alive. You are alive. What else do you want to ask for?